again if we're able to, to, uh, to be able to solve this issue. Amen. But you know, technology is, is, a, is a fluctuating things, thing at times. There are so many churches and ministries uh, getting on live streaming until it's, it's becoming a little bit difficult. But we're going to make it work to the glory of Almighty God. Hopefully you can see me now, and hopefully you can hear me now. And let's just praise our God just for a moment. Somebody say hallelujah. Somebody say praise God from whom all blessings flow. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. Glory to God Almighty. We give you praise, honor, and glory for being in your presence. Thank you for allowing us to come to you, to worship you in spirit and in truth, and to partake of your word. It is soul food, uh, the food for life. And we're thankful for this opportunity to come to you, rejoicers, and those who are uh, guests and visitors who are looking at the stream today, we're just thankful for your presence. So we're going to go into prayer just for a few moments, so let's bow our heads for a moment of prayer. I want you to be cognizant of the fact that uh, we want to be praying for our pastors and churches, uh, that God, in the midst of our the deployment of the church, I, not, we, we're not empty, we're deployed, the church is still alive because we make up the church, that God blesses the church in this season, that God blesses his, his institution, the body of Christ, the family of God, the fellowship of the believers, the fold of our God, amen? Mm -hmm. And that God blesses governmental leaders and legislators and our president, all those who are making key strategic decisions uh, to determine how we come out and, and we pray that they become instruments of God, partners with our God to facilitate health, healing, wholeness, stability, and restoration to the glory of Almighty God. We want to pray for different teams. I'm over, I've been tapped to be a part of a team, the Economic Recovery Team uh, for Orange County. We want to pray for these teams that are trying to figure out how do we open up, back up? How, what does that look like? So pray for those task force that invested and involved and, uh, and asked God to give them wisdom and insight and knowledge about how you roll this thing out, how you phase it in, uh, how do you return, turn, return to some semblance of normalcy. We want to pray for families and households and educators and, and teachers and children and parents to the glory of Almighty God. We want to pray for our first responders, uh, you know, our law, law, law enforcement officials, our, our uh, military uh, personnel and so forth. We want to pray for all those folk and ask God to come in. Jesus, come in. Touch and bless. Jesus, come in. Enliven our spirits and allow us to be strong in you. Jesus, come in and alleviate disappointment and discontent. Jesus, come in. Get rid of loneliness and bitterness and resentment and, and in the name of Jesus Christ and fill us with joy in spite of the circumstances. Help us, Lord God, to be alive in you. Help us, Lord God, to be strong in you. Help us to look to you as the source of our help, our hope, and healing in the name of Jesus Christ that we may overcome this season from the inside out. From the inside out, Lord God, give us the power and the strength and the wherewithal to overcome uh, the problems, the pains, the struggles, the difficulties, the lacks, the disappointments of this season. We pray, Lord God, that you would be especially attentive to the last, the least, the lost, those who just don't have resources right now, those who are, uh, are lining up in at food pantries, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, allow resources to be provided. Allow us to do our part. Allow those, Lord God, who are unfortunately in the confines of, of prison cells close to one another, and, and, and this virus is spread, and we ask, Lord God, that you would intervene, that you would protect life, that you would heal. We ask for you to bless those who are in nursing homes, again, confined spaces, that you would come in and step in and allow, Lord God, them to be able to, 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 to strategize, to come up with a, a process for mitigation, to, to alleviate the exposure. Play, we pray, Lord God, for our most vulnerable, those who are you know, have pre-existing health conditions and, and those who are elderly, in the name of Jesus, come in and bless. Bless our children, our young people. Allow them, Lord God, to overcome disappointment and fears and senses of, a sense of hopelessness and, and insecurity. 
Touch them, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God. Strengthen them, Lord God. Allow them to be okay in this season to come out in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask, Lord God, that you bless Sister Donaldson, who's in the hospital, and those others who are hospitalized and recovering, Alma Holder and others, others who are experiencing bereavement and loss as a result of this season, not just relative to the virus, but just those who are, are, are having health issues right now. In the name of Jesus, minister to families and households, allow harmony and peace and joy and calm to prevail, even in this season. Draw us closer to you is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give God some praise. Come on, give God some praise. We're thankful for this day. Amen. In spite of the circumstances, it is God's day, and he shines in the midst of it. Amen, somebody. There's a scripture that we want to point you to. is Isaiah, the sixth chapter, verses 1 through 8. There are two primary texts today. Uh, the, one, the other is a very familiar text from Philippians 4.4 4, uh, through 4, 4, 4, verses 4 through 7 in the fourth chapter of the book of Philippians. But Isaiah 6.1, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, and some, some pronounce it Uzziah, died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood a seraphim. Each had six wings. With two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. With two he flew. And one called to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of your glory. His glory. Amen. And the foundations of the threshold shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me. For I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away, and your sin atoned for. And I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am. Send me. Powerful, 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 powerful text, powerful scripture. Amen. And we're thankful for the word of God. Uh, the context of this, this passage of scripture is, uh, I, you know, the prophet Isaiah. He's, he's writing, he's chronicling what he's experienced. And he's experienced in his day a time of unprecedented, you know, superb leadership. Uh, Uzziah was a phenomenal, a remarkable leader. Amen. He was a popular leader. And he had become king at age 16, and his reign was for 52 years. So for 52 years, uh, Israel experienced prosperity. For 52 years, uh, Israel, uh, you know, had superior military and strategic ability to, 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 to hold off enemies. For, for 52 years, people were treated fairly and justly. Uh, so they saw seasons of unprecedented prosperity, uh, wealth, opportunities. The people did well, fared well. They were whole, they were healthy, uh, they were strong. Amen. And uh, Isaiah, he's, he's, he's lamenting now. He's, he's, he's at this place of despair because his leader, a leader that was well-respected, a leader that was uh, well-regarded, a, a leader that was acknowledged as superb and, and, and doing all the right things in the political, economic, uh, social arena, this leader had the, had the systems of the world under control. But this leader died. And Isaiah, uh, he's a prophet of God. He exclaims that the year that, Uzziah, I, uh, that he died, I saw the Lord. Uzziah died. I saw the Lord sitting upon the throne high and lifted up. Amen. In other words, when uh, Uzziah died, 
It created uncertainty. It created doubt. It, it created fear. It created a sense of depression. It created a sense of despair. So, so Uzziah was the key to hopefulness. So in essence, hope had died. Hope died. Uh, hope had retreated. And Isaiah is dealing with this whole, you know, this new normal, this, this new situation, this, this new landscape that, he's, that he and the people of God are going to have to navigate in order to be reestablished. Uh, fear and doubt, depression, strife happened in the spirit of Isaiah. He was in a, 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 a spirit of emotional disarray because he didn't know that, not, that without Uzziah that, that the people of God could hold up even under the, the oppression, the potential subjugation of enemies. So Uzziah, you know, it, the enemies are real. Okay, amen? So, so the first point I want to make up in this message is that even the upright, number one, even the upright can get uptight. Isaiah's a man of God. Uh, he is a prophet of God. He is versed in the word of God. He is a man of prayer. He's a man close to God. He's a man that hears from God. And in the midst of this, he's concerned. Uh, you know, where do we go from here? The enemies are looming. Uh, Babylon is looming. The Assyrians are looming. And he's wondering, we have lost our military prowess. We've lost our strategic leader. We lost our edge. What, what are we going to do now? So, so he's in a place of despair. So in that place of despair, God birthed something brand new in him. Amen. I want to ask you today, how big is your God? If you got a minuscule, puny uh, God, a small God, then fear and trepidation will overcome you. But if your God is big enough, if your God is big enough, everything would be all right. You know, I wonder sometimes how people can be atheists and agnostics. I, I wish sometimes I could have a conversation with them. Now, I've heard of people having conversations with atheists, and one of the things they'll ask an atheist, well, what is your, what, what is your perception of God? What, is, what, is, uh, what does God look like to you? And they'll go on to explain to this person that's a person of God, a man or a woman of God, and, and then inevitably each time uh, the person, man or woman of God, will say, you know something? If my God was described, is, 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 if my God is like the God you're describing, I wouldn't worship him either. I wouldn't connect with him either. I wouldn't, I wouldn't love him either. So, so the problem is a misunderstanding of the power of God, the presence of God, the intentions of God, the purpose of God, the plan of God. Too many operate on credulity, and, and credulity is, is, is when you think you know something without sufficient knowledge of the subject. God has made available, uh, you know, the resources for us to understand him, for us to connect with him, for us to know him. But the question is, have we done our due diligence? Do we, have we sought to know him? Have we sought to love him? Have we sought to embrace him? Have we sought to connect with him? Have we sought to understand him? Have we studied to, to show ourselves as approved or a workman that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth? Our God has our back, and our God is a God of compassion and love. So Isaiah, he saw God, and the word of God says he was high and lifted up. Praise God. His train, his robe filled the temple. So God gave him a new vision. Amen? A new vision. Because the second point I wanted to, wanted to make is that the enemies are real. Enemies are real. Satan, selfishness, sin, a sickness, disease, a suffering, viruses, they are real. Amen, somebody. And, 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 and in essence, in order for us to understand how to deal with the real, the visible, we have to have a connection with the invisible. We can't see like we need to see. We can't sense like we need to sense. We can't discern like we need to discern without seeing God. The word of God says that Isaiah saw God. He saw him high and lifted up. And he saw the accompaniment of these phenomenal beings, these seraphim, who had three sets of wings. 
and they were, they were shouting out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. So, so Isaiah was privileged to get a sense of the unseen, of the spiritual realm. You know, you know this, this virus is invisible. Uh, the, the, the administration has have dubbed it the, the invisible enemy. Amen? And uh, so we're doing battle with something that's, uh, that's microscopic. But guess what? God isn't seen either, but that doesn't mean that God is absent. You know, when, 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 when times are prosperous and we, things, things, we're faring well, we have good managers, good leaders, uh, good legislators, good, 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 good leadership on all these levels, we tend to relax and we don't sit, tend to see God when things are provided for us, when provisions are there, when, when needs are being met. And we look to ourselves and our resources, our strength and our power to accomplish stability happiness, uh, well-being, health, and so forth. But, but I tell you what, there, in times like this, we do realize that ultimately we are not in control. Amen? The, the entire world has come to the realization, you know something? We are not in control. Amen? Right now, something microscopic, something invisible is leading the way. And, and let me tell you something, something Invisible is, has always been leading the way. A powerful God, an immense God, an extraordinary God, a loving God, a God who has our back, a God who is majestic, a God who is still sitting on the throne, a God who has not exited the building but is, is right here occupying space. You know, in, that, in this time, probably the perception of God is that he's somewhere sitting on the throne. Not that he's occupying the earth. Not that he's present and accountable here. So, so God gave Isaiah a vision of God's immense power and his love and his presence here in the earth. And not only did he show him that God was here, he showed him that the heavenly hosts accompanied God. And they were in the right mindset. They were worshipful. They were aware of the presence of God. They were, they were, they were exalting and magnifying God even in the midst of, seems as though, a desperate and despairing situation. So first of all, we got to make sure we don't misunderstand God. Amen? we got to make sure we see God, and we got to make sure that we got the right stuff uh, uh, to, to, to survive in a season like this. You know, uh, Samuel Jackson, he has a, a commercial uh, where he's, he's uh, talking about Capital One, Capital One commercial, and he asked the question, what's in your wallet? <laughs> you know, and, and I want to kind of pose that question, you know, what's in your wallet? What's, what's, what's in your toolkit? Amen? What, what do you carry that, in essence, is your survival kit? You know, what, what, if, 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 you, if we were to really think about what you think or what we think or what the world thinks its needs are, you know, what basically are the needs, you know, that we feel like need to be met? If I were to ask you or if I was to ask the world, you know, something, you know, what's in your wallet? The world would say, you know, I got certain things in my toolkit that I really need. You know, we got to have the right philosophy. You know, so, so therefore, the Constitution, the preamble, the, the pursuit of happiness, we got we to have the right beliefs, and, and those beliefs tied to the flag and patriotism. So we got the right stuff in our toolkit, you know. And then our toolkit includes a strong economy. We got to have the right economy. We got to have military might superior to none. Amen. Uh, we we got to have this whole pursuit. We got to have the skyscrapers, you know, the skyscrapers and the, the cityscapes, you know. That's a, that's a skyscape of, of, uh, of Orlando. You know, these beautiful buildings, these, these beautiful, uh, you know, lakes that we see, and beautiful landscaping, all, all the things that the world admires and builds and builds out and, and, uh, and, uh, and you know, the, the interests, the codes, uh, you know, everything's laid out to make sure that we build. We build. And, and, you know, the ironic thing is that most of these buildings downtown they're empty right now they are absolutely unoccupied 
Have mercy, Lord. You know, the world talk, the, the scripture talks about houses that are, that are built and buildings that are built that are now empty. Amen? So the things that we look to uh, for health and healing, signs of, priors, pri, pri, uh, of prosperity, now we got to think about a little bit differently about buildings and highways. Highways sparsely occupied, a, a transit system in major cities and urban centers in our nation are empty now. Uh, so, so you got mass transit. You got our pursuit. So the world has in its survival kit, you know, certain things, certain criteria. You know, uh, the, the, the Dow, the NASDAQ, all of that's plummeted. Uh, you know, and, and, and so on a micro level, the world has certain things. Even the military, that, that, that ship, uh, that, uh, I'm sorry, it's, not, it's more than a ship. It is a... Uh, the USS Theodore uh, Roosevelt. It is a uh, aircraft carrier. It's more than a ship. It holds nearly 5,000 people. It can launch multiple, uh, you know, uh, planes. To, it can it can launch drones. It's it's a phenomenal technological marvel in military might. But you know the virus got on the ship. Uh, on, on that, uh, on that uh, aircraft carrier and they had to dock the ship. And they were upset because advertisement took place that said that, uh, you know, that there was a problem. They didn't want people to know there was a problem on, on a major military ship. But now it has debarked. Things have changed. So the question you have to ask yourself, that's on a micro level, what the world values, the economy, the military, uh, the government, all these kinds of things. And, but, but even on a micro level, what do we value? You know, what do individuals, households, families value? What's, what's in your wallet? What's, what's in your toolkit? If, if, we if we were to pack a bag, you know, I got this suitcase up here today. You know, if we were pack, packing, you know, what, what would you put in your suitcase? Hmm? You know, what would be a necessity? What, what, would, what would be a must-have? What, what do we have to have? What, what are we really missing and absent of in times like these? You know, and, and we think about sometimes, you know, in terms of what the necessities are. You know, I, I, you know, I, wonder, I wonder what your necessity would be the lifestyle, the acquisitions, the accumulations. You know, what your, what your necessities be, you know, nail polish. Have mercy, Lord. <laughs> you know, uh, I, need a, I need a manicure right now. My, 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 my stuff is popping off. Have mercy. <laughs> you know, what's what your necessity to be clippers? My, look, my hair is disheveled. I need a haircut. I need a shave. Uh, I need a stylus. I, 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 need, I need, you know, my hair redone. What's your necessity to be hair dye? You know, it's more gray showing up than ever. Can I get a witness? You know, is, is, that, is that really a necessity? Uh, what's your necessity to be relaxer? You know, I need, I need my styles. What's your necessity to be apps and games and video playstations? You know, is that really what the stuff of life is made up? You know, uh, just the right junk food, Oreos, you know, Pringles, uh, you know, chips, uh, you know, bluebell ice cream. You know, what, what, what are the necessities of life? Is, is it really frivolous or... Is it, is it something substantive? You know, if, 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 if crusted feet, and if that's the real, real deal, that's, that's, that's the real problem of life, uh, you know, over, overgrown hair, you know, that's, it really, that's, 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 your, that's, that's what you're sweating? That's, that's your problem? <laughs> that's your issue? Um, you know, not having, you know, what we want, internet, Wi-Fi, the speed of the, the, speed of the system, and being able to access the internet, even in this season, when, when, when we've been given an unprecedented opportunity to connect, we still disconnect. Have mercy, Lord. We're still spending time on, on our devices, our phones and our computers, and, and people are right in our face. We're still lost in the house. We're still distracted and preoccupied with the matters that really don't matter. Amen? You know, family right now family. That's what, that's, that's, that's what matters. You know? Family. 
Let me, let me say it again. Family. Family. Amen, somebody. Friends. That, that's what really matters. In, in a season like this, if we can't get back to the basics, you know, we're not returning to God if we can't get back to an understanding that people are important, having conversations with real people. It's really important. Amen. You know, God forbid it gets worse where, you know, systems are affected, technology is affected, uh, other things that we take for granted are affected, you know. And develop a survival kit for a hurricane or a, a, a serious incident, you know, what they'll say is, hey, you need to have some food, some non-perishable food. You need to have a can opener. It doesn't say that you need a GPS. It says you need a map, a physical map. Amen, somebody. You need masks and gloves. You, you need a, a, a lantern or a flashlight and batteries. You, you need medication. Amen. What, what really are the necessities? What, what's really the basics of life? That, that's the thing we have to, have to consider in, this, in a season like this. You, you, need a, you need a pocket knife. Some folks say, well, you need an AK-47. You know, so folks stacking up on guns and military might, you know, weapons and things of that nature. Well, I, you know, I would beg to differ. Amen, somebody. So, so people are going astray. But the word of God says for Isaiah, in, in the day, in the, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. You know, the, in the year that I thought hope had died, in the year that I thought conveniences had died, in the year that I thought my, 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 my you know, my, my wherewithal, my livelihood, my finances, my, 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 my bank account, my, my livelihood, when it, in the year that I thought this stuff had died, the word says to Isaiah, I saw the Lord. Amen. It's a shame that, that folk don't see God until things get tough sometimes. But it's okay to see him now. This was a man of God who saw more clearly in a time of fear and doubt and uncertainty and insecurity. He saw more clearly. So the question is, are you seeing clearly right now? In 1 Corinthians 7 and 29, the word says, this is what I mean, brothers. The point in time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none. You know, they ain't saying abandon your wife and family and your children, all that kind of thing. What they're saying is you have to understand that, that God is first. Those who are mourning as though they were not mourning. Those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing. And those who buy as though they had no goods. For, and for those who deal with world, with world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. I mean, that sounds like an ominous scripture, but God does in, in t at certain times have, have to recalibrate our priorities. And the priorities of this world system, the priorities of our culture, the priorities of an individualistic, commercialized society should not be the priorities. Amen? It's time to get back to basics. Somebody say, get back, get back to basics. Amen? So, so the third point I want to make in order for us to overcome, we need a new vision. In order for us to overcome, we need a new vision. Hebrews 7 and 25 consequently is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him since he always lives to make intercession for them. So we know God is our advocate. He's our counselor. He's at the right hand of God the Father. Jesus is making intercession on our behalf so God is, is looking out for our best interests. In 2 Corinthians 4.16, so we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. So the question is, has compassion, love, sensitivity, woke up in us. Amen. You know, we ought to be especially compassionate right now for the elderly who are in peril, harm's way. Are we doing our level best to protect them in every way, shape, form, or fashion? If we are, we're passing the test. If we're not, we're flunking the test for this season. Amen. You know, are we doing the social distancing that will allow us to be healthy and whole when we're near those who have a predisposition 
for health issues or they already have a health issue? You know, are we showing this basic compassion in this season? Or are we going to throw caution to the wind? You know, we got, we got people who are, unfortunately, you know, governmental authorities and, and people who are not taking this seriously, but the enemy is real. Amen, somebody. And we have to understand to do battle, we have to change our strategies at times. And in this, in, this, in this season, the word implores us to look up, not just look out, you know, not just check out CNN, not just check out MSB, NBC, not just check out the news outlets and the 24-hour news outlets and the various, uh, you know, press conferences that are taking place. No, 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 no. Uh, look up, not just out, not just into your portals of, you know, of fascination. Look up. You know, some of us in our toolkit, we're definitely going to have Netflix and binging. How about looking into the Word of God for a little bit? Since we got a few hours to waste on nonsense. Wouldn't it be a good season to spend a little time in the Word of God? To study, to meditate, to pray? You know, when Jesus wanted to be truly empowered and impactful, the Word of God said he would go off to solitary places. He would seclude himself from the world and he would pray. He would fast. Amen. Maybe it's a season for fasting and praying. Amen. Maybe it's a season for meditating and studying the Word of God. Maybe it's a season for, for reading a good Christian book or at least listening to it on audio. Maybe that's the season it should be rather than looking at your bench watching your favorite show. Some of us like Greenleaf, but Greenleaf ain't the best show for this season. Amen, somebody. There's a whole lot of mess in Greenleaf. So mess on our minds is not what we need right now. God has given us an opportunity to get clarity of purpose, clarity of mind, to discover who he is, what he's about, and see that he's high and lifted up, that he's immense, majestic, and powerful, that he is enthroned, that the that, that complexities of who he is is a powerful thing to embrace in this season. You know, God, you know, the, the infinite manager of the galaxies and the universe, the creator of every living thing, the complexities of human, human beings, and even an amoeba has, has, has billions of components to it that on a microscopic level. That one cell organism that they thought was so basic has been discovered to be so complex. Only God can put together something that powerful, that, that impactful, praise God. So look to him, the author and the finisher of your faith. Look to our God to strengthen you. Do not lose heart in these momentary seasons. This, and we pray that this season pass quickly, but I'm praying that we don't miss the tests, that we don't flunk the tests in this season, the tests that God has given us. I pray that we can begin to put the right stuff in our luggage. You know, I'm, I'm notorious for when I pack, I, I overpack. You know, I put... I put too much stuff in my suitcase, you know. I, I, I tend to put, uh, well, I work out, so I want to put my workout shoes. I play basketball, so I've got to put my basketball shoes. And then, then i got to have my casual shoes, and i got to have my dress shoes. You know, i got to have a casual outfit. Then i got to have something if something more formal shows up. So now i got to have a suit. You know, next thing you know, I'm heavy, loaded down with a lot of stuff. Amen, somebody. In this season, it's time to travel lean and mean. Amen. Listen, them sneakers going to have to go for it. They, they're going to have to have a dual purpose. Amen. I'm, I'm glad, you know, we're we into casual now anyhow. So let the casual sneakers do. Let, let the running shoes, the running shoes suffice. You know, let the track shoes suffice. Run the race that is set before you. Live this life in such a way where we win the prize, the prize of glory even in a season like this. So in this season, you know, the cityscape is not going to give you what you need. The economic system is not going to give you what you need. The governmental system is not going to give you what you need. What, you're gonna, what you need is the kingdom, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God transcends and supersedes and overrules all these other kingdoms and systems. God is ultimately in charge and in control, praise God. So we need to see him high high and lifted up high and lifted up with all power in his hands 
able to fill our suitcase with the right stuff. Able to fill our suitcase. So, so, so we need to be able to see more clearly. What happened first, Isaiah's experience in encountering God, what happened first was this sense of individualized foreboding. He felt himself uniquely unworthy and inadequate to be in the presence of God. When he saw God and all the heavenly hosts and all their grandeur, he was humbled and he was also fearful. Amen? Fearful. Because he like, when he looked at God in, in his realness and he looked at the heavenly hosts and, and he, he was, was provided with his vision, he felt like he was unworthy to even live. Can you imagine that? He said, look, I'm so sinful, I'm so inadequate, my lips are jacked up, they're unclean. Can you imagine a prophet, one who uses words, one who, whose gift and occupation is communication, and basically the prophet says, my lips are jacked up, amen? My, my lips are unclean. In, in, in other words, even what I've been saying about God has been inadequate, and I've been found lacking. You know, I, I'm, matter of fact, I, I deserve death because I've been talking about God in all the wrong ways. I've been looking to man, not him, to be the support of the universe and to be the support of my life. I've actually put too much faith in Isaiah. I put too much, more, too much faith in the king and the government and the economy and, and, the, the, strat, and, the, and the strategists. I put too much faith in all of that. So I don't even deserve to live. He felt like God was going to strike him dead. That's how, that's, how, that's how Isaiah felt in this moment. But guess what God did? God went to the sacrificial altar. He sent an angel to get a tongue, you know, like a, like a hot coal. And then he brought it back to Isaiah and he placed this on his lips to brandish a new word, a new mouth, a new form of communication, a new level of reverence, and, and his hallelujah came alive. His hosanna came alive. His ability to glorify, magnify, and extol God went to a whole nother level because he sensed God and he discerned God. God, and, and because he, he humbled himself, he got a clearer sense of who God is. In this season, you can actually get a clearer sense of who God is. You can see his love. You can see his power. You can see his compassion. You can see his, his willingness to intervene on our behalf. You can see his presence if you seek him now. Amen, somebody. So, so, so guess what Isaiah began to do? He began to worship God. He began to worship God. Isaiah made a choice, amen somebody, he made a choice to rejoice. He made a choice to, to praise, to magnify, to lift, to extol, to, 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 to love on God with all his heart. He knew that there was power and he experienced power and equipping in the, in the worship of our God. You wonder what your superpower is right now? Your superpower is not the, the items that you've been able to accumulate uh, the, the, the care package that you've been able to put together, the survival kit that you've been able to amass because that's got limited shelf life. It's only going to last a little while before you have to go back to the store. It's only going to last a little while before you have to restore and revamp and re-up. Amen. But God has the power to truly provide sustainability. Somebody say sustainability. God has the power. But and, 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 and let me just say, that's my, that's my fifth point is that we have to make a choice to rejoice. We have to make a choice, a choice to rejoice. Amen, somebody. In Philippians 4 and 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, he reiterated, he, he, he punctuated, he, he put an explanation point behind it. He repeated it for, for, for impact. He said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. He didn't say rejoice in the circumstance. He didn't say rejoice in the situation. He said rejoice in the Lord. Amen. And then he said, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious, fretful, fearful, you know, about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. 
with thanksgiving, with rejoicing, with celebration, with worship. Let your requests be made known to God. Thank you, Jesus. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. So if you want peace in this chaotic season, if you want joy in this uncertain season, if you want faith rather than doubt, if you want to overcome the fear and the vicissitudes of life, you got to seek God with all your heart. You got to come after him and ask God to give you a brand new vision of his purpose and his plan for your life, even in this season. Amen. Think about it. Isaiah, a man who had already resisted a lot of temptations, a man who had, who had discipline in terms of spiritual habits that he was living out, he was in the word of God. Amen. He was studying the word of God. He was regularly attending, you know, the temple, the church. He was consistent in his giving, his tithes and offerings. So, so he had all that in place, but still it was more for him to experience. He had to experience pure love. He had to experience the power to persevere under a different rule and administration, a different season in life. He had to experience the power of collaboration and solidarity that comes by connecting with the people of God and leading the people of God with the right voice. He had to experience heart transformation. So if we want joy and hope and peace in this season, it starts from the inside out <laughs> to the glory of Almighty God. I feel this. I, I know that God is in the midst of this message trying to revamp and revitalize our spirits and our souls, trying to make sure we're in this good, sweet spot in Christ trying to make sure we're calm and at peace even in the midst of this season. He wants us to be the one that, that are disciplined. He wants us to be the ones that are filled with the Spirit. He wants us to be the ones that are born again and filled and connected with the people of God so that true restoration and revival can occur in the land. Amen. That true healing can occur in the land so that our affiliations doesn't have to do anything with the flag. Our, our strongest affiliation has to be with the God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, with the church of Jesus Christ and the people of God. So I now, I now declare and decree and I ask you to do the same, that God is worthy of rejoicing over, that God is worthy of rejoicing in, that God in his own powerfulness, in his omnipotence and his omnipresence amen that God is here right now and, and, and let me tell you something when you realize that the power of God and the presence of God is imminent and present your responses are different Isaiah saw him high and lifted up and he humbled himself and confessed his sins he recognized his, his inadequacies and he received from God through the power of the spirit through the power of an angel a new life a new voice, new words, new levels of communication, conversation, and discussion, praise God. His mind and his heart went away from the frivolous and the, non, the unconsequential, amen, and went to the consequential and the significant, which is God. So, so now a conversion happened, a transformation of heart and soul and mind. And his mind was renewed to focus on God. And now his mind was also renewed to focus others on God. Amen, somebody. Isn't that good news? So to worship our God, it leads to you, you being in a different place. Like you get giddy and enthusiastic about who God is. You get excited about knowing who it is, who he is. It's like a kid sitting in the classroom, and they are so excited because a question has been posed by the teacher and they know the answer. And they like, they raise their hand. Hey, hey teacher, you know, sometimes they get a little rambunctious and rude. Like, I know, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. I raised my hand. And guess what happened with Isaiah? He raised his hand. He said, hey, I'm a man of unclean lips, but guess what? Because of your healing and your help and the health that you bring, I have not now been renewed. So, so here I am, Lord. Send me. He raised his hand enthusiastically. Lord, I'll go. You would think of a guy that's already on the journey, a guy that's already involved in ministry, a guy that's already pastoring people, a guy that's already giving pro 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 prophetic utterances, a guy that's already invested, involved in the rituals of the temple and, and in the religious routines of his day. But now he says, you know something? It's bigger than tradition now. It's about transformation. 
It's about change. It's about a new day and a new vision and a new life and, and a new purpose and a new opportunity, praise God, given by God Almighty to do a new thing in the new season, praise God. So, so, so he began to overcome his fretfulness and overcome his fearfulness and overcome his doubt and overcome his prayer despair and overcome his depression and overcome being stressed out and understanding that God was with him even in the midst of this season and he raised his hand he waved his hand and said you know something even though they just want me to survive I'm gonna thrive did you hear me they just want me to survive I'm doing more than surviving I'm thriving amen somebody I'm doing better than the rest because my heart has been transformed my heart has been opened. My mind and my eyes have been opened to the power of God, the, the, the beauty and the loveliness and the creativity and the genius of my God has been revealed because I saw him and I see him high, high and lifted up. So I'm asking you in this season to ask God to birth a new vision in you. Amen. A new vision. In Isaiah 41, 10, it says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then Isaiah 49 and 13, what erupts in one, it says, Sing for joy, O heavens, and exalt, O earth. Break forth, O mountains, into singing, for the Lord has comforted his people. And we'll have compassion on their affliction. Isn't that good news? In the midst of this season of survival, we can do more than survive. We can thrive. We can truly be alive to the glory of Almighty God. I, I want you to be reverent right now. I want to I ask the Holy Spirit, sweet spirit, make my invitation impactful and influential. Allow it to connect with the disconnected, with the unsaved, with the unchurched, those who do not know you for the free pardon of their sins, those who haven't been filled with the Spirit, and those who have a misunderstanding of who the true God is. Allow them to sense that God is real and to connect with the immense power of a majestic, enthroned, loving, and living God who loves us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die that ignominious death on the cross for our sins, for our guilt, for our shame. He's taken on the sin, debt, and burden. He's paid the ransom. He's paid our debt so that we might have a right to the tree of life. He's dispatched the Holy Spirit to be our comforter and to be our guide even in this season. Amen. So he said, don't be fretful. Don't be fearful. I came to comfort afflicted and sometimes I afflict the comfortable but I'm in the midst and I'm ready to touch and teach and bless and, and, and engage with you I'm ready to intervene to make sure that all your needs are met the word of God says I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his or her seed begging bread so why are you fretful why are you fearful I'm gonna meet your needs the word of God says according to my riches can you imagine really seeing God you know, that's got to alleviate some fear because to see how immense, how powerful, how genius, how wise, how big he is, how enormous he is. When you, when you see a big God, you don't sweat the little stuff. Amen. So I want to invite somebody to connect with the real God. Not a God that's been proposed out there. Not a God that's been philosophically and analytically, you know, shared in such a way where we dissect God. We don't have the power to dissect or even understand God. But we do have the power to accept him. We do have the power to believe. We do have the power to exercise faith. We do have the power to know him. And he's willing to be known. So I invite somebody to make a decision right here, right now. Every heart of, of you know, every heart that makes up the Rejoice family we want you worshipful right now. We want you prayerful right now. Somebody can make a, make a, a decision right in this portal, right, in this, right at this intersect with the, with the word of God that's on Facebook or on social media or on an app or on a, on a website or on YouTube. 
in the name of Jesus Christ allow somebody to receive you in the name of Jesus Christ allow somebody to accept you in the name of Jesus Christ allow somebody to know you in the name of Jesus Christ allow somebody to see you in the name of Jesus Christ allow somebody to see you again to see you afresh to see you more clearly in the name of Jesus Christ and when you see God more clearly you'll see the world <laughs> more clearly and you'll be given your marching orders and you'll know what to put in your bag how to walk how to talk how to journey how to live how to take off for God amen let's get our bags our survival kicks packed with the right stuff the stuff that sustains the stuff that holds up the stuff that is real, authentic, genuine, powerful, impactful. To the Lord of Almighty God, we invite somebody to make a decision. You can, you can email us at info at rejoiceinthelord.org. You can message us in Facebook. Make a decision. Say, you know something? I'm coming to Christ. You know something? I'm connecting with Jesus. You know something? I'm, I, I want to be connected with the church of Jesus Christ. You know something? I want to affirm faith in him. Amen. So salvation deliverance, healing, wholeness can be yours. And it is ours as a people of God. We collaborate as a people of God to, to distribute the anointing, to let the power of God be known. We collaborate and we consolidate and we come together in a spirit of solidarity to know that God is able. And again, I invite somebody to make a decision. Secondly, I want to invite somebody to uh, to give, to give your tithes and offerings, rejoice us. You know, in this season, I know you're going to be generous and do your due diligence and connect with the Church of Jesus Christ and the Kingdom of God, and and uh, and make sure that our spiritual discipline of generosity is alive and well. God really honors seasons that we give, even in the midst of want or lack. God honors that. He loves a spirit of sacrifice. So that's the season we're in. So let's ask God to give us the power now to give through the various portals. Or you can mail in your contributions. You can give on, uh, on the app. You can give on our website. You can text to give. All those opportunities are listed in the, in, uh, in the description of the service today. So, so, so hit one of those links and, and do what God is calling us as the people of God to do. Amen. And watch God in the midst of this season not just allow us to survive, but to thrive. Not just allow us to survive, but to thrive. So we're concluding this part of the service, and we're going we're gonna to upload now a video that, uh, that takes you into a closing song of worship. We love you. We praise God for you. We'll see you next Sunday at the same time. Make sure you connect, you know, in a timely fashion. Come on right at 10. Even though you had to wait a minute today, come on right at 10. And, and uh, let's, let's do this together. Don't be distracted. Don't be preoccupied. Let's do this together. So we're going to go into worship now. Right now in the name of Jesus.